when it comes to advising new and aspiring agents, there are two persistent myths. Some folks say you can start earning right away in real estate, while others tell rookies it'll be months before they make their first deal. For Melissa Boucher, the first six months weren't about making money. They were about learning. A year ago, Melissa left her first career as an oncology nurse in Seattle to become a full-time real estate agent. And instead of taking on clients right away, Melissa decided to spend time seeking out mentors and learning everything she could about her new trade. Not long ago, that decision paid off in a big way when Melissa landed a sprawling 99-acre listing in the San Juan Islands worth over $20 million. In this interview, first-year agent Melissa Boucher takes us through her journey to not only landing that listing, but building a business in luxury real estate. And she explains why open houses can be an untapped resource for connecting with sellers. I'm Kim Colapretti with Team Diva Real Estate. This is Pat Hyben from Rebus University and the Real Estate Rockstars podcast. Hi, this is Melissa Boucher from Windermere Real Estate in Seattle, Washington, and you're listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. Melissa, I am so excited to chat with you. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So you're based in Seattle. Um, what's something you love about working in that market? Like what's something that just excites you about being there? Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that one, it's probably one of the more spectacular cities. I mean, just driving across the bridge takes your breath away. Yeah. You know, there's the houses that have the views, there's the waterfront homes, there's the condos with the views. I mean, it's just there's something about all the water and the trees that we're surrounded by. I mean, I just don't ever take it for granted. It's so beautiful here. That's great. And is there, are there any challenges in your market that are, I'd say sort of unique to the market? Like an example is if you were in Toronto, one of the biggest challenges that most locals are being forced out of the market because the prior, the housing prices from foreign investors is just bananas. Um, what are you guys dealing with? Uh, you know, we see a lot of that. We've had a lot of foreign investors here. Uh, we have a lot of multiple offers on houses that are priced right. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it's definitely, I have buyers that, you know, have been outbid and are struggling with that. And we have such an incredible growth here with Amazon. I mean, they just keep buying downtown and it's, incredible to see how many people are moving here from all over the world, but also, you know, from the Bay area where their prices are so much higher than ours are that they don't really mind the high prices or the bidding wars. Yeah. And so I would say, yes, locals are getting outbid. So it is definitely been harder, but you know, there's, there's ways to make your offer competitive and the one that stands out and you just kind of have to go after that. 
Great. I'm, I'm going to dive into that in a little bit, but I'm, I'm really curious, you know, up until a few years ago, you were working as an oncology nurse. How in the heck did you end up in real estate? Uh, you know, I was always very interested in real estate and my grandfather did real estate. I have an older brother who does real estate in Colorado. My mom, before she had children, did real estate. I think it's just something that I probably should have started with, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, there's so many similarities, which sounds funny, but you know, I was with sellers the other night and they were signing an offer and they were, you know, the wife was crying and it's not unlike you're helping people through transitions. And I think nursing, you're a lot of nursing was helping people through transitions, whether it's the family, the patient, um, you know, where they're going, what their treatment's going to be. And it's not that different. And I think a lot of the contracts and details, I think oncology training and nursing training in general, really, you know, it makes you very detail oriented. You're not going to want to miss anything. And I think that really helps for real estate. That's a fantastic analogy. I'd never thought about that. I've always thought that everyone out of high school should change a bedpan and wait tables or bus tables because because I think that service allows you an empathy and a compassion for humans that that really makes it easier to to connect with them and easier to serve them and easier to sell and all of those things so that's I'd never made the analogy with nursing but that's fantastic Um, I think I read somewhere that when you first started out, you didn't take on any clients for six months. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. Um, I worked under um, Bonnie Sanborn, who is just a fantastic realtor here in the Seattle area. Bonnie she's is a rock star. Yes. Yeah, she's fabulous. And she was so kind to me. She let me basically follow her around. And, you know, I got to see firsthand it was probably the best. I mean, and I had the same training for oncology nursing where I followed, um, they call it preceptorship, uh, same thing. And I think it's probably the best way that you can get hand. And she, Bonnie took me to everything. She took me to presentations. She took me to meet new clients. She took me to photography shoots. I mean, she just, I can't say enough positive things about how much I learned just from following her. And uh, you know, I just think it should be part of everybody's job and anything they do is having that person who can look over their shoulder and that they can emulate that's, you know, is the type of person that you want to be or the type of um, agent that you want to be. So, so how did um, how did you approach her? I mean, were you friends with her before or how did you determine that she no. was the right one? No, it was actually really funny. The marketing director that I was meeting with um, to you know create a brand and do all the work that you have to do, she said, you know, I think you would really like Bonnie Sanborn and um, her name, the marketing director is Megan Hand. And I said, well, you know, why do you say that? And she goes, you know, she just has such an incredible reputation and there's something about her presence that just, I think you guys would really um, connect and I think you would learn so much from her. And obviously she really respects Bonnie as well. And so I approached Bonnie and asked her if she would go have coffee with me. And I just asked her if I could follow her. (laughs) 
That's that awesome. Really and she said yes out of the gate. And she said yes. Um, and she's amazing. I mean, she really, again, I feel like I got very lucky there. So many people wouldn't be in a position or maybe not have the forethought to do an apprenticeship and not take on clients for a period of time. Was your nursing training, is that what inspired you to go, Hey, I'm just going to learn. I'm going to front load this with learning and not yeah, get distracted. Was, I mean, it was the same thing. Like, I mean, I just, I can remember very clearly being, I worked at Sloan Kettering in New York and I had a um, mentor there and she basically followed me around and I criticize is the wrong word, but she, um, analyzed what I was doing, told me how I could do it better, told me how I could do it, you know, more efficiently and just, and it was in a very kind and loving way. And it was great because, you know, sometimes doing things hands-on is a great way to learn, but sometimes doing it hands-on with someone guiding you is just even that much better. Oh yeah. And I felt like with Bonnie, I got the exact same, um, experience that I had with Lisa and at Memorial Sloan Kettering. And I don't think you can trade the value of that. I just think that's something that is so, you know, you won't learn that in school. You won't learn that in a class. It's just truly following someone who is a great role model and doing that is truly helpful. I feel like in our culture, apprenticeship is a in many ways, a lost art because I, I mean, it's, yeah. it's how craft and knowledge has been passed through for generations. And what we get is we get a little bit of the, you know, the Google Academy where you can Google anything and you can sort of right. learn it, but you can't become an artisan necessarily by Googling and you can't fast track the learning of this the stuff that people go through and it takes them decades to learn that when you right. spend time with them, you can pick it up and it's, you know, that's the difference between craftsmanship and just someone sort of going through the motions. Um, I love mentorship. How would you recommend to other folks choosing the right people to be their mentors? Because it, it seems like you've, you've chosen well. <laughs> no, I, I mean, again, I think I hate to say that luck has been good, but I think, you know, asking people around you for recommendations and especially those people that already know you and know the other, you know, whatever career you're in. But I think that's kind of the best fit. And then, I mean, I was very fortunate. I went and had coffee with her and it was immediately a good fit. I mean, I felt <laughs> like it was such a natural relationship. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, having those coffees and as uncomfortable as they are as, you know, asking people you don't know to go do something. It's so helpful. And a lot of ways, I mean, they have so much to teach you yeah. <laughs> and they don't even know they're teaching. That's the amazing. I mean, Bonnie, one of the things I love about her is she has helped, you know, certain clients with many different transitions from their children to, you know, buying their first house, selling a house, getting a condo. She's, that's how much people love her. And I think to emulate someone like that is, you know, that's kind of my goal. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you recently somewhere mentioned that you got this amazing listing as a rookie real estate agent. And, um, I think it was like, wasn't it like a $20 million listing? Is that right? It is. Yeah. Um, so one, how did you, I don't believe in luck by the way. I think, luck, <laughs> I think luck is a byproduct of, of something. And so, how did you create this? 
Um, it's a financial advisor referred the client to me. Um, so again, you know, it's having relationships, it's doing all those things and also just proving your worth to the people around you. Um, I think one of the things I did when I went into the interview for the listing was I brought my manager who is incredibly, obviously very bright. And then also, you know, engages well with people and runs is like one of the co runner of our luxury division, mm -hmm. Windermere collection yep. and Patrick Chin. And he, I think he and I played really well together during the interview. Um, it was with a couple and, you know, it's just, you want to have a good, like good energy yeah. if you're going to do something like that. But I think what we both brought was, you know, I was so excited about the project and he's got the experience and so much more knowledge, but together we could make something that was really neat. That's awesome. So let's talk about listing presentations, uh, especially the one you created for this client, knowing that you're still really new to the business. How, I mean, besides bringing the manager, how were you able to feel so confident in that presentation? And I asked that for a very specific reason, because I think lots of people, they may even have the subject matter expertise, but like digging deep and finding that within oneself to like really articulate that and let it shine out, you know, front and center. That's often hard for people. Yeah, I think, I mean, I was lucky. I kind of knew that they were sad to sell this property that, um, it meant a lot to them. They had had it for a long time and they had decided it was time to sell. And I think, you know, we, we knew that was going to be one part. And again, that's a life transition that I think, you know, nursing helps you with. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just having that empathy that this is a hard decision. It's one they've come to, but it's still a difficult decision. And, you know, we, Patrick and I had a lot of phone calls, a lot of talks and, you know, we talked to the financial advisor and then we also, we have a Windermere collection black box that we bring. And that's, you know, a big part of our marketing. That's where everything goes. It's where we're going to market the property, how we're going to market the property. And then, you know, we talked about what we thought would bring the best exposure to the property. And it's, definitely been a lot of PR. It's, we picked a very specific filmmaker mm -hmm. because it's a, it's a large property. It's 99 acres. Mm -hmm. And so we knew we wanted to show them during the presentation that we would have all these incredible resources, you know, top of the line photographer, top of the line, um, film, film maker, uh, and his name's Ryan Reese. And I mean, I don't know if you've had a chance to see the film. He did the most beautiful job. Oh, it's, it's gorgeous. I mean, it is, it is really phenomenal. It feels yeah. like a film. More it than, feels like a film. You know, yeah. That's what we wanted because we think that, you know, this type of property is going to really appeal to someone who has everything. I mean, obviously to pay something like that, but has everything, but also appreciates that beauty that is the San Juan islands. Cause a lot of people don't even know that it exists. Yeah. And so that was kind of just what we talked about. Like we looked at a lot of their pictures that they had and it's just, I mean, it's an incredible place to go to. Um, and it was really, it wasn't so much a formal presentation as more of like, this is what we have for you and we'll support you and we'll do the best we can for you. That's great. I love it. I, I would be sold if you did that for me. 
<laughs> um, let's talk about branding because it sounds like you have a discerning eye, at least from what I have seen. And it sounds like you gave it a lot of thought. Um, what in, in figuring out how to understand who your audience was and who you wanted to be in that world, what was the process like for you? Are you talking about me as a realtor? Yeah, or yeah you as a realtor. Like you, um, you chose a niche, which I mean, more power to you. You chose to go into luxury having not been in the industry, which is probably the right thing to do. But, you know, not a lot of people would go, hey, I'm going to start at the most expensive housing in our geography. Well, that's <laughs> that's unfortunately for Seattle or fortunately for Seattle, depends who you're talking <laughs> we're almost all luxury. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, but there's still it, a, there's still a positioning because I think yeah. that no, even, I agree. I even like even in San Francisco, there are a lot of people that don't necessarily want to relate to a luxury brand. Right. Even though they might have the funds for it, they want to be the, they, they want to be down to earth and wear their flannel and, you know, have the ear spools and the whole thing or whoever they are, but they're, that's a very distinct decision. And so I was just curious, like what was that process of you of figuring out who your brand was? Well, I mean, I think it's funny you say that I don't, I mean, Seattle's the same way. Like you wouldn't know someone had multi-millions of dollars by the way they dress or appear or the car they drive, um, or even the house they live in here, but they might have a fabulous house somewhere else. Yeah. So you kind of, I don't think you can really say I'm only, luxury. I'm only one brand. I think, I mean, I've sold houses in all price ranges. I've sold condos. I just, I think you have to really know how to flex to your client and know what they're looking for. I think that's part of, you know, like you can't come in dressed to the nines if you know that person's an understated person. I think there's a little bit of, you know, knowing your audience and, knowing yourself and then finding a happy medium between the two. Yeah. Did you get any outside help consulting insight in figuring out who your brand was? Uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not super young. so I kind of, yeah. I kind of know myself. Um, if that sounds terrible, I'm sorry. No, no but, that's great. Um, you seem super young, but that's okay. That's yeah, a good thing. I, I am not. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think at a certain age, you just know yourself, I that, hope. That's awesome. I love that. Um, I want to talk about um, technology and, and marketing. Um, okay. We talk about the, like that on the show a lot. I wanted to ask you the opposite. What's a marketing tool or strategy that hasn't worked out for you? Like, what did you try that was like, wow, I really wasted my time and, and energy here? Um, I'm curious. Um, you know, I'm still like, I love the idea of the 3d tours or mm -hmm. the 3d virtual tours. Yeah. Um, and I've done it on a listing. I just did it on a recent listing. And the funny thing is I've, I had almost no feedback from it, from other agents. And in fact, I had to tell them that it existed, <laughs> um, because our MLS doesn't really promote it. Yeah. It's very, it's hard to find on our MLS. It's a challenge, but I just feel like it's such an important tool, especially if you're selling and you've got people in other countries that are looking or people, you know, so many people travel. Yeah. And so they can't get to that open house and, you know, their wife or husband or significant other has seen it, but they want to see it, but they can't get there fast enough. Yeah. 
I feel like it's an incredible tool to be able to get a sense of the home. I just, I don't think everyone is there yet. Um, and it is a little choppy. Like you, you know, you can start feeling a little sick doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know what I mean? It's like almost like car sick, like you're Mm -hmm. down. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think it's an incredible thing that'll just, you know, it'll just get better. I don't think it's like it. But it's funny to me. It's just not that common right now. And it's not looked for, which I would look for it. Yeah, that's great. Um, So let's say I'm a new agent and you can spend some time with me. I ask you to coffee. Um, What would you tell me to do to start? Like just hired, like yeah, like all, just all licensed and everything. Yeah, I'm all licensed. I like committed. I may not have six months to apprentice because I might have some financial obligations, right. but I want to think about like I want to think about my brand and technology. Like, what should I focus on? I mean, honestly, I feel like one of the first things, and it's so hard to like pause. And I mean, I'm completely guilty of this because I'm still working on my website, but I think if I could tell myself a year ago what I would do, I would have probably had a website that was all set. Um, I would have figured out my branding, what I was really, where the area that I wanted to focus in. The geographic but, you know, area? Like hindsight's, you just want to get started. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> you can say all that, yeah. but um, it's hard to slow down once you get started too. Yeah. Um, there are lots of tools out there for agents who are focused on attracting buyers, but not necessarily sellers. How do you go about building a seller focused marketing approach? Like how did, is that something uh-huh. that you focus on? You focus on sellers a lot, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, especially in our market, we really focus on sellers. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is I've met more people through open houses than I have through any, like just hosting open houses. Yeah. Then I have through any advertising, which I don't think any advertiser would love hearing that, but I really feel like, you know, greeting someone, meeting them, giving them your marketing materials, because a lot of the open houses I find are people who are thinking about putting their houses on the market. Yeah. <laughs> They're window you know, shopping. I mean, they want to see what the competition I, is. Yeah. I just hosted two days of open houses last weekend and I would say I had at least six or seven sellers, you know, potential sellers, not right the second, but putting things together, thinking about it, knowing it's a good market. And I feel like, you know, those are kind of moments that you can't even pay for because people are getting that chance to see you in your element at work. Yeah. Um, and so I would say work as many open houses as you can. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like, uh, orchestrated serendipity. You know, it's like you get this opportunity to meet someone I, I still believe that shaking someone's hand and looking them in the eye is just such a powerful connector that is just hard to bridge with digital. Like you can sort of do it, but it's just meaningful when you can actually, you know, hear a voice and talk to someone. I completely agree. And I think, you know, the nice thing is that it's, I, you just, you really get a sense of someone both ways. Yeah. And you know, by the questions they're asking you. And if you have those answers about the comps in the area and what you think about the price and you really know all of that, I think it just, it is like the best interview you could have for getting a listing or buy or even buyer. I mean, both ways. It's so funny how many people don't really want to do open houses. 
Like I, it always baffled me. So when I was in the business, I just volunteered to do everybody's open house. Like anybody who didn't want to do it, I'd be like, I'll do it. Right. And I got so many listings from just showing up and talking to people. Right. It was easy. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, having your name on those A boards outside the house, going to the house, it's just, it's all marketing. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, people think you're busier than you are, even if it's not your open house, it's not your listing, you're, you know, you're showing them that you're going to host those open houses. So, yeah, there was, there was one point where there's a, you know, like a number one realtor in our space. And I was, I was catching up with, with signs outside, mostly because I didn't have as many listings as she did, but I was just willing to work every weekend and do open houses during the week. Right. It's just a process, you know, it's a process. I know. And it's, you know, it's a grind, but it it works. And those people beget more people. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm curious what you do outside of real estate. Like, what do you, what do you look to for inspiration? What do you love to do? Uh, so I like yoga and hiking and I have a black lab dog that I adore. Nice. And most importantly, I have children. <laughs> so, uh, I follow a lot of sports on, in our community and all over our community. And we even, my son now started traveling for his team. So what does he play? He plays, uh, lacrosse is what he travels for, but he also plays football and basketball. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I've got a, a guy that is, uh, on the, you know, not the traveling basketball team, but he so wants to do the traveling team and we are so fighting it. Um, you are. <laughs> we are. Well, he's, he's only nine. Um, oh. but we've yeah, got, you're, you're, you're a little bit away. Yeah. We're a little bit away. Um, that's awesome. What's your dog's name? Uh, Poppy. Poppy. I've got a black lab as well. Her name is Alicia. Oh, okay. yeah. I love, I love labs. Nicest dogs ever. Um, What's the best way for people to find out more about you, either at social or your site, or how would you like people to know about you? Um, probably, I mean, honestly, you could probably see most of my life on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, Instagram. I do LinkedIn. Um, is it under your name? Yeah, they're all under my name. I'm not, I like to me, it's, I don't need to have the separate. Yeah. Neither do I. Um, I mean, I, I think, you know, I am what I am and, you know, if they don't want a mom, then I'm not the right person. That's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. No, you know, but that's, I don't want to hide my life from people. So that's great. It well, is what it is. Thank you so much for spending the time with me. Um, I told you it would be a conversation and I hope that it was. It was. Awesome. So folks, you're listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Price. Connect with me on social. So Twitter is one place that I love. Facebook is easy to connect with me. I'm Seth K. Price. And I do love Instagram and Pinterest and all of those other places. Um, Give me your questions on what you're challenged with with marketing and branding, because I'm always curious and it allows me to tailor what I talk about with the guest. So have a great, great week. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. 
If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes Store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.